All right, welcome back in. Today we have Coach Drew Piscopo. He's the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at Ash Community High, or is it County High School? Yeah, Ash County. Yep. Yeah. Over in North Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, welcome in, Coach. First timer here. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. No problem. You are an air raid guru, so of course I have to get you on here. <laughs> I don't know about the guru tag, but okay. <laughs> no, uh, it's real funny. Our offense corner, sometimes I'll walk in, he has a YouTube channel up. He's had a video of you on there. He's had these different videos. And I go, hey, you know, I've talked to these guys, right? And he's watching them. And he goes, what? I'm like, yeah, yeah you know, I've talked to these guys. <laughs> it's real funny. Like, yeah. Because last year he was looking at air raid stuff. And he's like, how do we incorporate this into our offense? So I was the jerk that came in and I said, well, hold on a second. Are we going to go full air raid or are we still going to run the ball and do air raid? And he's yeah. like, well, I kind of want to do both. And so we're trying to incorporate both, you mm -hmm. know, like we're going to be a pistol this year. It's no okay. secret. And so he was incorporating that. And I think I got mad because one of the air raid stuff, I was like, oh, hold on. That's not Mike Leach's way. Hold on a second. It was something completely different. Um, I think it was mesh. There was no corner routes or something or the out routes. I was like, hold on a second. This is not mesh. Like, what are you talking about? So my air raidness would come out and I'm yeah. like, I'm like, hold on a second. And and so, but, uh, so how long have you been at your high school that, that you're coaching at? Uh, since 2014 was the first year. So I've been here for a while and, uh, I'm not hopped around a lot of like anywhere. So I've just been here. Um, and we've been doing this since then. Um, but yeah, that's, that, that was my first year. Um, Guys, the head coach there was one of my coaches when I was in high school, and he just got the head coaching job there like maybe two, three years prior. Um, and they'd been pretty good, but they were pretty run heavy. Mm -hmm. And um, when he hired me, we kind of decided we were going to make a change to what we were, you know, what we're known for doing and throwing the ball around. So uh, I didn't um, – I played for Stan Hodgen in college. I know okay. it's another yeah. one of the guys you've had on. Yeah. You've had him on here. Um, he was my OC my senior year, and so we were kind of doing some similar stuff to that. Obviously, you know, everybody puts their own twist on stuff. And um, But the first year, I think it was the best year, and maybe school history as far as win total. I think we got to like 10, 11 wins. And uh, we actually led the state in passing the very first year. So, you know, we've I don't think we've ever led it since, but we've been top five multiple times um, and finished second a bunch. But I think, you know, if you go for the last – I guess now it's this is year nine, which is crazy. But, you know, the last nine years, if you look in the state of North Carolina passing, Ash County's generally right near the top. So that's just – kind of our identity. I think we have a, a kind of a culture and identity of this is what we do uh -huh. here. And that definitely helps us. Like all the kids know that this is, this is what we do. And they kind of expect that when they get there, it's not, um, you know, there's no mystery about what Ash County does. So, yeah. Uh, Cause I was going to say, how did you have to sell it to, to, to run it, you know, so, but the head coach was on board right away then, but like, yeah, he was, he, he was, he was a, you know, former quarterback himself too. And, um, 
he actually was a run and shoot quarterback when he was in high school, like okay. way back in the, uh, I guess, early nineties. Um, kind of the, the traditional old school flex bone run and shoot. Right? right. So he threw it a bunch when he was in school and he actually played in this County, but he coached me in a different County when I was in high school. Um, and he had a bunch of the records, like individual game records and passing records that we've kind of broke uh, along the way. But originally he was the holder of them. So it wasn't hard to talk the guy into like, hey, let's throw it around because I think deep down he he kind of wanted to do the same thing too. So, um, But now, in all honesty, it's kind of a full autonomy thing with the offense for me. And then he kind of calls our defense. So he's involved. He knows what we're doing for sure. And, you know, if we're in a – third or fourth down and it's, Hey, do you want to go for it? Or you want to run it or throw it here? You know, I'll ask that. But as far as what I call, um, that's kind of on me. So, so what you run the ball, that's crazy. You're an air raid. Yeah. You don't run the ball. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Um, we actually had a running back last year who was, this is, I mean, this is kind of how like, last year. Anyway, we were a really good offensive team and struggled on the defensive side. Uh, we won one conference game last year and had the conference offensive player of the year. So sure. that's how people kind of see us as, you know, uh, we're, we're an offensive team. We got to right. change that for sure. I mean, we're trying to, you know, bring the same, I guess, kind of culture and mm-hmm. system that we have as an offensive team right now to our defense where, you know, we have a, we have a system, right? We have, um our calls they've not changed for a long time we have our staple plays that we've ran for a long time uh we modify them a little bit maybe each year to kind of you know make one or two things better to fit that group but uh i mean that's that's kind of where we've been we definitely have a culture i guess you could say on the offensive side for sure right yeah so are you guys two platoons like you have just an offense just a defense or they gotta play both ways no most kids play both ways okay up here that's kind of uh, North Carolina Mountain football when it gets to it. Um, right. North Carolina goes to 4A high school too. We're a 3A school. So uh-huh. um, we play in a 3A, 4A split league. So we play in the largest divisions in North Carolina. That just changed recently. So like two years ago, we were in a 1A, 2A league and we were a 2A school. And we, you know, won our league three years in a row, didn't lose a conference game. Then they bumped us up with a new realignment, and we went from a 2A in a 1A, 2A league to a 3A in a 3A, 4A league. And that's why I said, like, last year, you know, we won one conference game, but we play a, a real tough schedule. And in North Carolina, there's only four divisions. There's no – right now, you know, 1A, 1AA, 2A, 2AA. It's just the 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A. I'm fairly certain we may be the only team in the state that played two of the four state champions last year. So, <laughs> yeah, we played the 1A state champion and the 3A state champion. Um, and uh, so we play a tough a tough schedule. And um, uh, But, you know, we've been successful on offense. It's just we got to – you know, we get a few stops. We generally have a, a pretty good chance of winning the game. So Right. It's crazy how different states are different. Like Illinois, we have eight classes. Mm-hmm. And uh, – we play in our conference a team, if they ever make the playoffs, which I don't know how they don't, they have two high schools. So if they make the playoffs, their enrollment's 8,000 because mm-hmm. each school has 4,000 kids, which is nuts. Wow, yeah. 
and we play them and we beat them in the COVID year in a shootout. It was like 45 to 42. We won on a touchdown pass with five seconds left, but they're, they, they basketball team has 150 kids try out. Like it's just insane. Wow. Yeah, And, that's crazy. That's crazy. So we have like in mountain football up here in North Carolina, we have like a little over, it's right around 900 kids in the school. Yeah. It, generally between the eights and the thousand um, number. And we have like 60 kids on our team. So um, it's like 30 JV, 30 varsity. So it's not a big group when you Yeah. really think about it. We don't have a lot of depth, you know, you lose one or two kids. It's a, it's Yeah. a big loss. That's just how, how it goes, but most of the kids do play both ways. Yeah. So, you know, we practice a little bit different uh, because of that for sure. Yeah, we're in the same boat. We're a school of 1,900, and we're going to have from senior to sophomore, hopefully 50, 60 kids. Our sophomore class is huge. They, they're going to be 30-some kids. Wow. And, you know. Yeah, that's that's a big school though, 1900. I mean, that's a big school for sure. Yeah, because I grew up in central Illinois, 20 minutes east of uh, Champaign-Urbana and U of I. That's why I got the U of I stuff up behind me because it's like you were a fan. And like my school was 300 kids. And so small school, graduated 76 people, um, went to Eastern Illinois, which that town's only 20,000. It wasn't anything mind-blowingly big. Um, Yeah. my now fiance is from the suburbs. So happy life. She got a job up here. We came up here and it's just been like the schools up here. Like I said, 1900, I coached at a school. I coached at a school of 4,000. It's like a low income, but it was 4,000 kids. Wow. And it was a struggling school. We only had 30 some kids on the varsity team out of 4,000 kids. So it's just, Wow. Mm -hmm. That is wild. That's so many kids. Yeah, we've always thought, even in our school of, like I said, we're around 900. If we could get just 20 kids, 20 guys from each class, Mm -hmm. you got a team of 80, that's pretty good, you Yep. know, and it's not a lot. really think about it 20 kids a class but studding we've never really had it that big but even i think the surrounding schools you know like uh watauga high school which is in boone north carolina um which is where app state is they're our big rival so um i say i say that but they're just in our league and they're kind of the ones that you know are closest to us and they're bigger than us i'm a bigger school and a, a really good football team good program I think they had like 22 seniors last year and that's a big group for them. So, um, and that'd be a, we've had that number hit before too with the senior class and that's a, that's a great senior class. So, um, but they're rare. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, yep. the, when we first moved to the suburbs, it was 2018. I coached at a school called Lombard East and I got there, we had 53 kids on varsity and that was crazy. It was a school of 2,200. He had, we had a varsity, then the backups were the JV team. We had a sophomore team and we had a freshman team, just all different. And I walked in and I said, I was the assistant line coach. And I said, Hey, so how many of these kids got to play both ways? How does practice go? And he goes, what do you mean both ways? And I was like, I've never been at a school where we didn't have guys somewhere go both ways. He goes, Oh no, we have just an offense, just a defense. We practice like a college. We walk in offense, this side, defense, this side, hour and a half, we're done. And I was That's like, awesome. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, it's great. And I was like, okay. And so literally hour and a half, hour and 45 minute practice, we're done. And uh, during games, the whole offense would come off and just sit with us. And I'm like, oh, I, I'm not used to this. And Yeah. now he's got, 
I don't coach her anymore, but he has like 65 now on varsity. Like it's, mm-hmm. he's got it rolling. And like we had an all state quarterback, all state wide receiver, but that's how we beat teams was we just, they didn't have to play both ways. Yeah. You got numbered him. You wore him down. That was a little bit of our deal in the old league that we played in too. When we were in that two, a one, a league, you know, we were just a bigger school. Um, and then we've kind of got the reverse hit of that <laughs> now that we're yeah. in that three, a four, a league. So it's, yeah. I mean, you just kind of run out of gas at some uh-huh. point too, playing kids both ways, but um, you try to do your best. At least we do, at least with the offensive line, yeah, a defensive line to try and to kind of, some kids play D, some kids play O, but it's hard. I mean, if you're thin, they got to do it. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at. We put the names on the board and we're trying to figure it out. And we were like, we have to make sure the O line, except for one guy, one guy's going to go both ways because he started as a sophomore. We're like, you have to go both ways. Right. Yeah. There's a few always like that that are a little special. So, yeah, he, he'll go both yeah. ways. We looked at the other linemen. And we're like, they can't, they can rotate in, but they can't start both ways. Yeah. Um, screw the wide receivers. They can go both ways. We we're like, you guys are athletic enough, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. be a safety where you're not running as much. Um, yeah. We're kind of like that too, for sure. More, way more lenient with a skill player. So, yeah. And then when I grew up playing, our quarterback would always be our starting safety. And so our now quarterback was our starting safety last year. So they were like, does he play both ways? And the OC's like, no, he can't play defense. He's our quarterback. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, he can. Just just put him out there. It's fine. But, yeah, he'll just be a quarterback. Um, yeah. yeah. That's one position that we do play one just one way. We've always done that with our QB is that's he probably, just plays quarterback. It's probably smart. I'm the dumb old lineman that's like, hey, nah, just, he, just play him. No, nah, we, we just he, – he does practice the whole day on offense too. So he's with the JVs and he's with the varsity. So he kind of gets – twice the reps and yeah, it just tries to kind of focus on that. But honestly, like the one we got right now, <laughs> I love him to death. He probably couldn't play on defense. So <laughs> he's not, not that kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. One of those kids like, yeah, you're just best suited to be on offense. Don't even, he's really smart and he's a thrower, but yeah, as far as an athlete moving around as a safety or something, that'd be tough. So <laughs> Well, when I was in high school, our quarterback was 6'4", so they put him at safety just to – again, when I don't know about you. When I grew up, I'm not old. I'll be 33 in November. Uh, I feel old. We were a power eye option team, so everybody around us was running under center stuff. So you played safety. You most likely weren't moving that much until it was two minutes. So even though he was 6'4", quarterback, what did you have to really coach him? He was running the option. Yeah. But put him at safety. They try to throw it up, go catch it. Uh, that was my freshman year, but yeah, our quarterback now is not, like I said, we just lost our quarterback. Our new quarterback is not six foot, you know, that's what we deal with. You know, it's right. Soccer's big at our school too. That's kind of what another thing we deal with, uh, you know, in the suburbs, but yeah. And COVID hurt us. COVID really head coach got hired in January of 2020. He was a defensive guy, tried to rebuild the program. COVID hits, um, I get hired in the summer of 2020 because I'm like, COVID can't last this long. I'll come on board, and lo and behold, you know, it lasts forever. Mm-hmm. And we were excited. There were, we had like 25 linemen, and me and the D-line coach looked at each other like, okay, we can have just an offense and defensive line, you know? Like, we were really excited. Yeah. And then they pushed our season to the spring, and we come back, and the whole number was cut in half. Like, 
kids did not come back. They were working. Um, we had to fit all three seasons between January and June. Like it was just a mess. And so now mm-hmm. we're, tr- now we've, it's been broken. We're trying to get it back. So it's been a struggle and, you know, we're, we're grinding along, but you know, our sophomore class is huge now. So I think it's going to turn a corner, but COVID, if you were not a powerhouse program in Illinois, COVID killed you. It, yeah. To get the kids back. Yeah. Yeah. It basically takes a whole year away for the freshmen that year. Really? I mean, which which is crazy to think our seniors now were freshmen when this happened. And so it's crazy mm-hmm. to think yeah. about it. As I was saying, my senior quarterback feels more like a junior just because yeah. he, he really didn't get anything his freshman year because just the, like you said, a COVID. I mean, did you guys play in the fall that year? We played in the spring. So we had a spring season, but basketball ends on like Monday and they play Friday, their first game. So that year, luckily, we were really, really, really good. We had a senior class that had they actually got to play a full regular season. Like we just played a conference schedule mm-hmm. in the spring too. But if yep. they had played a full regular season, it, it, I don't know, I don't know if they would have lost a game. Wow. So um, we we didn't lose a game in the spring, um, and our best player got hurt in the last regular season game right before the playoffs and that hurt us, but, and we didn't get any practice I mean, like no practice. Mm-hmm. So our basketball team is pretty good that year too. A lot of kids play both sports, you know, so they, they play their playoff game on Monday lose, which I hate to say it, but like it's kind of a good thing they lost for us because yeah. then they can play Friday night. So it was like, they, they were still kind of coming to practice between practicing for basketball too, they'd practice both. Like they'd go to an hour of basketball and then come out for an hour, 45 minutes of football to kind of get days in. Uh And uh, so we played that Friday night game on like, all right, you guys remember what we did last year? Yeah, we remember all the plays. Okay, that's what we're doing. And luckily that group, most of those kids had been starters since they were sophomores. Like that whole group was just one big, really good group. And we just rolled through the regular season. I mean, kind of, I hate to say it, but like getting no real practice in too. And it's February in the mountains, North Carolina. So it's like, <laughs> it's snowing. Right. You know I mean? We're practicing in, and we're throwing the ball. Like we're a team that throws the ball 50 times. Right. So now it's like, we got to run it more, which we could. We were, we were just good. Like there's no real secret to why we were good. We were, we had good players, you know right. I mean? That year we had really good players, and then they all graduated. And the next year we moved up into elite, a new, new tougher league, and we, we weren't good. So I mean, it's just it's always dependent on what you have. No right. doubt about that. Yeah, we were in the same boat. They said start basketball in January, and then there was a two week overlap. You could start practicing for football, but basketball is not done until this. Right. No politics involved. It was just stupid. And yeah. Then, I don't yeah, know about you. We were burnt out. We got to that fall season. We're like, it's just, I feel like we've never stopped. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a year of football. Yeah. The whole year was football. Yeah. By the time you hit like December, the next year, it was like, thank goodness. I mean, you could finally yeah. breathe, you know? Yeah. Well, and I, I coached basketball, football, and track. So I did all three mm-hmm. in that time frame. And then when we got to June, our state said, go back to normal. So when June mm-hmm. hit, it was like, okay, we got to do football workouts, basketball workouts. 
I was calling basketball plays during football and vice versa. It was just like we lost our minds and then we got into the fall and I was like, it's Groundhog Day every day because we're just doing this over and over. Yeah. And it's it was no fun for sure. I mean, I love football to death too, but when you're literally coaching it from February to November yeah. every single day. And it's weird. Like you go from you, your season ends in like April where you don't, you have a year where you beat everybody by 25 at least. And you, you know, you're really, really good. And then three months later, you're playing the same teams and you're losing by yeah. 25. Yeah. And it's like, it's players, right? I mean, that's that's what it is. It's you know, that's right. just the honest, honest truth. And and you kind of felt like, I hate to say it too, but like that group in the fall, I had, I, I say players, but they didn't even get the chance to do the the real prep of getting them ready, right? right. Because we're playing in the spring. Like a lot of times, I'm with my my quarterbacks in the spring, kind of getting them ready for the next fall, teaching them you know, in classroom sessions and here I'm instead coaching a season, trying to win as many games with that group as you can. And then it's all right, here's June, July. And it's just, it kind of threw the whole thing out of whack. So it just made it hard to be successful uh, that year. I mean, there was a lot of factors, but that was a really tough year for sure. That fall, that fall season was really tough. I told you we jumped down rabbit holes. There's that rabbit hole to jump down. (laughs) You know, Joe Rogan style. This is the Joe Rogan sports style um so your air raid i know you're big on you were watching mike leach's stuff um Mm -hmm. you went and watched mike leach a lot and coach mummy and all them Mm -hmm. when you went and watched them like what did you learn more of from watching them to bring back like uh uh coach taylor when i had him on here he's like yeah we went and watched him at washington state or whatever he mm-hmm. goes, I called my assistant coaches and said, tear up the practice plan. We're not simple enough. Like, we're, we're too complicated. And I started laughing. And I'm like, really? He goes, yeah. Like, I go watch them. And I'm like, man, we're making things too complicated. Yeah. So Coach Taylor, like, I guess, you know, is a buddy of mine. Yeah. And I was the one who kind of talked him into going with me because I was like, I need to – I don't want to go alone. Right. You know I mean? Right. It's hey, – now we're going from North Carolina to Washington State. So it's a big trip. Um, but it's just, I mean, just distance wise. Uh, but yeah, we, the weird thing was, so I kind of told this story quite a bit, but I mean, obviously not everybody knows it. I played in it in college under coach Hodgen, but I didn't, we didn't run that offense. Like we ran a variation of the air raid where we called things like Y cross Uh mesh. We didn't call it 95 or 92, for example. So I was always really curious as to Coach Leach's variation of it, and the I I don't know. I mean I I'm I'm your age, so okay. when I was in high school and in college, that was mid early two thousands. I mean that right. was the prime of the Texas Tech air raid throwing the ball around. So right. I watched that all the time growing up. And loved it. And knowing that that's kind of what I learned as a player in college, it was like, I'm kind of curious as to how they do it. So I got on, it was, this was like early Twitter too, right? I mean, right. decade ago. Crazy, uh, crazy. Found, found Connor Halliday, uh, 
who was the QB at Washington State at the time, and I think he just graduated. So this was like 2014 to 15, after that first year of us. And we led the Satan pass, you know. So um, we we, we could have just said, like, let's just keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And we probably would have been okay. But um, – and it was really – it was similar. But I, I called – I found him on Twitter, reached out to him. I was like, hey, I'm a high school coach in North Carolina. I am of no threat to you. But I'm curious as to how you guys do things with Coach Leach, how you call things. If you don't care, I'd love to pick your brain. He called me right he, – he sent me a message right back and then through like a series of phone calls and texts and things with him for months, I mm-hmm. would say, he really taught me the offense from kind of top to bottom. And then I got a bunch of film. Like I had uh, good sources with – that are out there, kind of all this stuff really happened through social media. It's crazy how much, you know, you can, you really learn through just making contacts and stuff through social media, but got all the film from, gosh, I got film from Washington state from like 2012, uh, 13, 14. And then I started to, you know, took it in the huddle, cut it all up, broke it all down, started to kind of match what Connor Halliday had taught to me. Mm Mm-hmm over a decade ago to what I was watching. And then I made cut-ups out of all of it. And so by the time I got out there, I felt like, you know, uh, I had done a fairly good job of breaking this down, right? And especially since I played in it too. Right. I'm getting it. But there were definitely differences, right? Like you never move the X or the H. No, they're always on the left, right? And like, okay, you're – how are you numbering these people? How are you signaling these things? How's your, how are you calling protections? How's your cadence? How, I mean, I, I, I asked him everything, literally everything. And things changed each year. Like Leach would add a play or drop a play. But I got to know some guys on the staff at Washington State. And, again, through mostly Twitter. And was kind of like, hey, I want to come out there. When's a good time to come out there? Come Come the first day of spring. Here's the first day of spring. Um, and it was like, when you get to Pullman, text me. Okay. So, you know, we, we decided we're going to do it. We fly out there, um, get to Pullman, text them. All right. We're on third floor of the football complex. Go to the football complex, you know. Yeah. And then we spent a week out there um, the first time. And yeah, it was awesome. I mean, we went through the three-day install, right? So I'm sitting in the meetings with Coach Leach where he's teaching, you know, uh, some transfer QBs, some freshman QBs, the offense from kind of top to bottom. Uh, and then you watch it in practice. And, you know, they go to Mississippi State. And we're kind of doing it again. By this time, you know, I don't I don't know how many total games I broke down, but I would get their film every year. So, like, the last few years, they play on Saturday. I'd have their film by Sunday. Wow. And I would have it in huddle and broken down by Tuesday. So I kind of knew what they were running for the last – since Mississippi State. By Tuesday, I knew every play that they ran the previous game. Right. So uh, that's just how I've done it. And I always would, you know, at the end of the year, make the cut-ups out of it, clear the clear the film, and then just do it again for the next year, the next year, the next year. So um, I, when I say, like, when people kind of ask me about that, like – there's one offense I kind of know from top to bottom of how they did everything. It's it's Mike Leach's offense, which is it's kind of cool uh, to the fact that we're like you know he's he's gone now, which is you know tough. Um, 
but the last spring, you know, I was, you know, I was fortunate enough to be down there and spent two weeks the last spring oh. uh, down there. So we, I made two different trips and spent two different weeks down there. So, uh, and then that staff, you know, split and parted ways. Um, uh, so now there's, you know, guys at different spots and, uh, Drew Holland's head's one of the guys he's, he was the inside receivers coach last year at, uh, Mississippi state. He's a new OC at Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And so when we were kind of talking about where are we going now, right? Where are we going to go in our spring every year in the spring, we make a visit to some, some school, uh, try to pick some stuff up. And it was always, you know, where are we going now? Well, let's go to Western Kentucky. So right. we went to Western Kentucky. Um, and spent a few days out there this past year, uh, with Drew Hollinshead. So that was pretty fun. That's a lot, a lot different, but it kind of matched up because I'm, uh, I've been doing a bunch of research with that, that style of offense too, the Zach Kitley style, the Kingsbury, uh, Cliff Kingsbury style of air raid. Um, this, this past, uh, I guess really since December, January, I got a, Couple good buddies who coach at Texas Tech, and now a couple good buddies who coach at Western Kentucky. It's the same offense, really. I mm-hmm. mean, there's a few slight differences and things, but as far as how they call, probably ninety percent of it, it's the same. Um, so that's that's been awesome to have good resources at those two places and kind of picking up on that. So we may sprinkle in some different stuff this year, but for the last seven, eight years we've been pretty pure 20 personnel, 10 personnel, mm-hmm. you know, throwing it 30 to 50 times a game kind of, kind of team. So. Yeah. Yep. The, the coach you said, I sent him a message to try to come on here, never responded. So I'm like, Oh, okay. I, I offended him. <laughs> I was like, Oh, my bad. <laughs> no, I know. No, I don't think so. He's a good dude. Uh, he's probably probably a little overwhelmed if it was recently with him being, uh, you know, at, at West Kentucky, that, that style offense too, I, um, is a little bit, uh, it's a little bit unknown, you know I mean? Like the, the, the leech air raid is, is kind of just the air raid, right? I mean, right. 95 is 95. So you can get on there and you could watch a cut up of a play and I could say, Oh, that's a six. And that, you know, I'm not reinventing the wheel or letting some secret out. Right. Right. But when you talk about, that Texas Tech uh, style, that West Kentucky kind of new modern air raid, I guess you could kind of call it. You right. know, there that that's not as known, right? They have like all the switch cur- you know, switch calls and things yeah. like that off of their four vertical game. They do a whole lot more. There's way more uh, 11, 12 personnel sets, um, more run game. It's kind of like a pro style run game. Um, like if you if you ever listen to Todd Helton, the head coach at West Kentucky, like he kind of calls it a we're a pro style run game with maybe an air raid passing game, but right. it, it all kind of came from originally really uh, Cliff Kingsbury, so mm-hmm. it's that style. But yeah, so those two offenses, I would say, are the two that I kind of have really dove into and really know. Um, but you know, I don't I don't claim to know a whole lot of football. I just know kind of that style right like if you threw me in the wing t or the wishbone i I don't know if i'd be any good to you you know what i mean like <laughs> it's just not i just don't know it i mean 
it's good football. It wins games. I'm not knocking it at all. I mean, there's a lot of people who have won games with a flex bone. Best team in our league is a flex bone team, and they they dominate. I just don't know it. Like right. it's just not it's not my style. So right. Well, then, how did you handle the Twitter versus air raid Twitter wars during COVID? <laughs> like it was bad. Like yeah, I was yeah. Even, I was the guy that would stir the pot, but it was for fun. You know, yeah. like, you know, I'm like, well, wait a minute though, and wing T, like, how, what do you do when you're down 40 points? You know, I was yeah. that jerk, but then, but that was bad. I don't know if you remember all that. That was bad. People made it personal. Yeah, I didn't do it a little bit there. That's okay. <laughs> Why? When I had Matt on last night, I said something about like, well, the air raid's not soft, and he goes, "Oh God, I thought we were done with that." He was like, "My dad ran with that for so long," <laughs> and I was yeah. like, "That'll never be done." I said, "That's the title of the episode: Air Raid's Not Soft." Air Raid's Not Soft. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, he's. They're fun to watch. So, uh, I, no, I want to say uh, Colorado, uh, Colorado State. But when he was at Nevada, the last uh-huh. two years there, like the Carson Strong uh-huh. junior senior year. I have all the film of that too. And it was the first time I kind of really dabbled of like, all right, I'm really going to break them down from start to bottom. Um, Another school, like another offense. And it's different. Like he would get in the eye a little bit, Mm -hmm. even at at Nevada, he would get in some wildcat a little bit. um, And obviously some pistol, but it was, uh, it's fun. They, they're the, they were the closest that I could see to like what Coach Leach was doing, as far as like you're just seeing true mesh, like yeah. true ninety two. Yeah, yeah, that's the only two guys really run. Everybody runs that kind of like that rail variation, mm-hmm. right? Where you're kind of looking to the wheel on the the running back rail first, to so the mesh coming underneath the pick to the over the ball sit. Everybody's running that in college football, but the ones where you're just getting like corners to mesh to back, just on true swings, the, like kind of the original mesh. Really call it Nevada and, yeah. and, and Mississippi State time of the two. They're really doing it more than anybody. So well, that's why I asked him. I said, I think you put it on Twitter. So that's why I asked him. I said, is there a true air raid, Matt, Coach Mommy? I was like, is there a true air raid? And, I, and he kind of was like, I mean, kind of, but he's like, everybody's running their own tweak. And he's like, that's what's great about air raid is you could run traditional what his dad ran and Coach Leach ran. But if you're better at running a post, if you're better at doing this and you could tag that stuff and we don't tag it that way, it's not really – he's like, yeah, are you still progressing in the air raid? Cool. It's air raid. Look at Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. He's considered air raid, but he runs the ball. He does all these different things. and Right. So he's like, yeah, I mean, there's no true air raid, but, like, you still have traditional things that you could do. And so it was nice to hear that from him who lived it. Yeah, I and I kind of agree with that too. I mean, you know, obviously, I, you saw me post the the leech clip from like a Pac-12 media day years ago, and I love that you said that too because I kind of even feel that way. Like, and you know, he kind of dissed the pure air raid thing, but if there was a pure air raid guy out there for the last eight years, it's been us, right? Like, yeah. we've been ten personnel, twenty personnel, ace, ninety-two. Like, that's the play, right? So, but at the same time. The truth is everybody considers, like you said, Lincoln Riley an air raid guy or Zach Kitley an air raid guy at Texas mm-hmm. Tech. But if you watch Texas Tech last year, it is a ton of 12 personnel, like right. heavy two tight end sets, and they're running the ball at you with power, GH counter, GT counter. Um, and Leach would make fun of polling people. He hated counter. I, don't, I mean, I, 
he hated counter. So he wouldn't do it. He thought it was like, oh, we're going to pull dancing bears and all this stuff. Like he, <laughs> he wouldn't have done it. And yet, you know, some of these other guys who are really considered air raid guys and some of the best out there, they're running to death. I mean, again, going to Zach Kitley at West Kentucky, they set the single season passing record with Bailey Zappi. They broke the B.J. Simmons record that held for forever, right, right. since like 2003. Here he is a year or two later. He's at Tech. They're having QB injuries left and right. They're in 12 personnel all the time pounding you, right? Like, mm-hmm. Leach would not have done that. Right. There's no chance. Like, Leach, come hell or high water, was running his offense, whether they were terrible at it or really, really good at it. You kind of saw that at Mississippi State that first year, right? Yeah. Like, KJ Costello started off with a bang. Then he got beat up around, didn't play very well. They threw in a freshman, Will Rogers. They rolled with it. Like, <laughs> whether they were winning games or not, he was going to throw the ball 50 times a game. Whether they need to do something else to fit that personnel or not, they had tight ends on that roster. They moved him to receiver. I mean, it was uh-huh. it was a complete overhaul. He was so – but I think that's why so many coaches, like, kind of revere and love him so much. He was kind of like, man, he did it his way. Like, right. he's not – he didn't care what people were telling him. Hey, you should do this. You need to do this. He was going down with the ship. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like that's kind of what made him name the pirate. He was, he, it was his man. He was running, running that thing the way he wanted to do it. There was, uh, it was hard to change anything that he was going to do. Even if you're from what I know, if you're on that staff, you brought, brought him ideas. Most of the time they were shot down. He's, or, you know, we got to take out a play that we already run to add your play. And, what do you want to cut? And then it was like, well, I don't want to cut anything because I like what you already have. Well, then we're not changing anything. Right. But, you know, what Coach Taylor said is also true in the grand scheme of scheme. Like, he had the smallest package of offense probably in college football. I mean, it was just – in in all honesty, he really got in, depending on how you break it down, four formations. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a a whole season, he would get in an open two by two, an open three by one, an open two by one, and a little bit of empty. Uh That's it. Right. So there's no H back. There's no tight ends. There's no sprint out game. Like he never booted. He never threw an RPO. There was no ride, read, throw an RPO. Didn't do it. But he also did some things that like other people really don't do anymore, like tunnel screens. Yeah. Don't see a lot of teams throwing tunnel screens anymore. He threw. He still throws through a bunch of tunnel screens, right. right? So, but for the most part, when you you know watch Coach Leach, it's drop back passing. It's drop back passing and quick game, and zone runs. He carried like three runs, so it's really like defending a basic seven on seven offense. I mean, that's really what it is. It's it's, and I even, I even call it dinosaur passing. Like it's. It's dinosaur concepts. Like we're running Y shallow, not the NFL over the ball sit Y shallow, just shallow dig. Yeah. Right. We're defending Y cross, the basic way of running Y cross. We're defending four verticals. Don't worry. Nobody's going to switch release. It's just they're running verticals. I mean, you Y stick. The I mean, it was, yeah. there's nothing new schemed up about this. I mean, it was, that's, but he won games doing it. I yeah. think that's also why people loved him. So it was just, it's, it was the, you know, there's no pure air raid. That was a pretty pure air raid. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the, the game, that offense has definitely evolved because, like I said, you can, 
look at the kitleys and stuff and you know you see a script from them or something like that and it'll have it'll have ace 95 mm-hmm. on there right i mean you'll see ace 95 and you will not know you, you, there will be no confusion on what's that play on your call sheet you know whether you're looking at western kentucky or texas tech or washington state ace 95 is ace 95 that's an air raid team but right. they'll also have something on there like shark flip thunder right now you're like what's that you right. know so um and that's where it's a little bit more evolved so there's just it's cool i mean it's the more you dive into into scheme for sure it's it's changed yeah because i was the guy you know more than i do but i was in high school too and i remember watching those watching florida watching oregon then you had the texas tech texas game and i said that right there i said that's why this is fun and i said that i said i'm gonna learn it i don't know if i'll overrun it but i'm gonna learn it and I, I mm-hmm. said the same thing. I was like, if there's a true air raid, it was like Coach Leach. You right. know, I know Coach Mummy started to add run and shoot stuff to his, and you could see it. You know, XFL, he's running the ball more. He's doing these things. But I said the same thing. I read all these books on it. I said, this is what air raid looks like. And then people are like, oh, it's complicated. And I thought the same thing until I looked at it. And I was like, it's really not that complicated. It's It's basketball and grass. It's finding space. It's, you know – quarterback friendly coach mommy told me that last night he goes it's so quarterback friendly that no matter where i go i could get them to 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 pick up on it because it's you know the progression they do the feel they're going to have for it is just great so like even if you're not an air raid team we do we do sell up a noose we do those things Mm -hmm. you know we're not an air raid team but it's quarterback friendly to take those drills and do all that stuff i think that's the thing too like we've we've always been pretty good at quarterback i mean i'm at a high school and we're completing 65% of our passes and throwing for 3,000 yards and losing, right? We're, yeah. You know, we went like three and eight last year, but we still threw for 3,000 yards and completed 65% of our balls and have a three-to-one touchdown-interception ratio. So, right. you know, we're not a good football team, but you can be successful on offense with this system uh, regardless. And I think that was um, the thing that makes it, so good is it's it is very simple in the in the sense of its pure progression stuff like uh-huh. coach mummy i guess was talking to you about last night i mean you're here to here to here you don't really care too much about coverage uh-huh. um, and then it's freedom within the system for your qb like he's talking about of to be able to get you into a better call and you know, I know, like, I've been asked about that, too. Like, you let your QB change play, check plays. Yes. I was just about to yeah. say that. <laughs> but it's generally a checking down, right? Okay. So, and I've said this, too, and this is how Leach really did it, too. I mean, yeah, you can check to whatever you want, but the more you really watch him, you know, I knew all the hand signals and everything, too. So, you could see it in a game when he's changing the play, and it got to the point where I was like, I know he's changing it too, right? So, uh-huh. but he never would go from like ninety-two to ninety-five. That uh-huh. that's not a thing, as far as I'm going to change the play from ninety-two to ninety-five, or from six to ninety-two, right? Going from four verticals to mesh. Most of the time, he was going from like ninety-five to Y corner, or from ninety-five to a screen, or from ninety-five to a run. Like he was. It was always a checking down okay. to get it to something that is – that's just there. Let's just take that, bam, get five yards and another completion. So, you know, uh, 
I remember in 2019, like Anthony Gordon, who's the QB of that team, like the last year at Washington State, he was always fun to listen to on an interview because he always said, I, ho- I hope to do a good job of not taking any negative plays and putting the ball in play. Like that was how, what they wanted him to do. Right. You know, it wasn't throw the ball deep for touchdowns. It was avoid the sacks, avoid the turnovers, avoid the incompletions as much as you can. Even though an incompletion is not the worst thing, it was those negative plays and then putting the ball in play. Just complete it. Right. Right. I mean, I always tell our kids that too. Like, if you complete it, we got a shot. We average nine yards per completion on Randy and Larry screens last year. That's just catching and throwing it out there. Yeah. If you get nine yards on just putting the ball in play, that's pitch and catch, man. Yeah. I mean, you throw a shallow in high school, they got to tackle it. Yeah. Right. It's a five yard pass, but they got to tackle it. Just put it in play, complete the ball, completion, completions, completions. So that's what the air raid is. And it's also not really vertically set, like depending on who you are, but like, Leach and them, especially the last three years, Mississippi State, a little bit of the beating your head against the wall when you watched them because they would just throw the ball like 50 to 60, 70 times a game into in drop eight. I mean, just the yeah. whole game is drop eight. But they're they're still moving the ball and completing it because nothing – there's not a route being ran down the field deeper than 20 – Five yards, right? Everything is intermediate passing game, intermediate to short passing game. There's very little just pure shots in uh-huh. the air raid. It's kind of a dink and dunk. Uh, like they led the country in time of possession, mm-hmm. and they're an air raid team. Like, yeah, it wasn't Army, it wasn't Navy, it was Mississippi State. Super, super slow paced, mm-hmm. which is kind of goes against what most people think. And even like what Hal Mummy says, you know, our, our big edge was going fast, no huddle, up-tempo. Like, Leach was not fast. Uh, he was no huddle, but it was it was very slow. Mm-hmm. So um, that's just kind of the way he played and um, how that offense is kind of was built. Well, that was the misconception of air raid is you're going to run it verticals, you're going to throw it. And like I said, watching – the videos you've done with like Ron Mackey and these other guys, I look at it and I go, yeah, there's the possibility of that. But like you said, when I think it might've been watching a video from you when I learned mesh, like you did a capped out type thing. It wasn't a true corner. It was just running to get out, but you're right. looking from there back into the mesh. And that's where I was like, Oh, okay. And then you start looking at shallow where they're looking, running back to here. Like it's not like you said, I think, I think some you, I, I can't remember. It might be, I'm, old and I'm losing my mind but if you always saw Leach I think it was like think this it's because he's thinking about taking that shot yeah and he would give you he would give suggestions so he'd be like ace think about 95 or six and so ace think about 95 or six you'd give him like two plays okay so it was like you can run this one or this one kind of depending on how they line up it's your choice and at the same time it was their choice a lot of times they'd call like 92 I mean, it would be like, mm-hmm. it was just whatever. And a lot, there was also times where he would just give him what he called check. So he'd be like, ace, check. And that literally was call whatever you want. So okay. he just gave him a formation. Check was, you called play. So you want to talk about freedom. I was going to say. Yeah, that's freedom. Now you don't have a, it's not a huge playbook, right? I mean, you got. That's true. Your shallow package, your vertical package, 
mesh 95 and like a smash variation for your dropbacks. That's probably really it for the most part. And then a handful of quicks. So kind of depending on down a distance, right? He gives you ace check. You're kind of like, well, I'm going to pick from one of these five. I mean, it's kind of, and I can't change the formation. I'm in ace. So that's kind of the, that was kind of how it was set. I mean, but it was extremely simple. So again, going back to even the coach Taylor thing, like where he's like, we're doing way too much. Maybe, but maybe not because it's and it's the, it's the smallest package in college football for sure. Right. So right. Um, but uh, he might not have been doing too much, but it, it just shows how little uh, that offense really was for Leach. But they were just they were good at it. In the last few years, they kind of started to get a little bit more dynamic with formations as far as like getting some tight bunch stuff, and they added a lot more motion. So it just kind of created a different picture, but still run those same five plays. Do you give your quarterback that much freedom or do you limit what he's going to like? Would you ever do that where you say, Hey, I'm going to give you two plays you pick? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would do that. I, I mean, I guess in the sense, like in, in this time of year right now too, but before we get to the first year, I'll do a lot of formation check. Okay. Just kind of let him call it. Um, at least in the past. And like I said, we might do a little bit, some different stuff, a little bit, you know, but change this year. But, um, yeah, in the past, I'd give, like, a lot of formation check. And even now, if I give him a quick game, like if I said, like, hey, run, ace, uh, stick, or something like that, or it's not to the right or to the left. Like, I would just give him ace, stick, and he picks, do I want to run 618H to the to the left or do I want 618 to the, to the Y? And then do I want to throw the double slants on the left or the double slants on the right? Like that is completely up to him. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of give him the concept in quick game because all the quick game, you can kind of dual flip it, but the right. drop back like 95 is always coming from right to left. So if I give him 95, it's like, it's 95, but the quicks, he, he has total freedom on which side of the field is actually going to run the snag, mm-hmm. right. Compared to the double slant. So yeah, that's always been the case. So, but as far as two plays, uh, maybe, maybe a little bit of that, okay. but most of the time, like it's third down, I'm I'm calling it. Right. So. I was say that's a lot of confidence in that kid to like make a play, yeah, or, or, or make the right decision. Because then if he doesn't, then you're taking heat for it. You're like, well, I guess I gave him the option, and he picked wrong, and put yeah. A lot of I mean, there would be a few times out there where I'd signal like, hey, run wide corner, or I just say run. It really the way it's I do it is kind of like ace corner and then he again he picks it if he wants it the snag concept to be on the right or to the left and then the double slants to be on the right or to the left he completely has this uh, total, total authority to pick which side and i've done that for eight years i mean that's just how i've done it every now and then you know before he snaps i'm like hey <laughs> this side because it's so clearly obvious to me that he picked the wrong side right but for the most part i don't i don't really care like it's just now, as long as he puts it in play, most of the time they pick right. I mean, I do sit down with them, and there's a lot of, you know, one-on-one time with me where it's like I'm teaching him why uh-huh. pick this side versus this side. So it's not just willy-nilly do your own thing. It's a lot of like, again, for the last few years, we've only ran these few concepts. We do it every single day in practice. We do it in Skelly. There's a lot of every single day of why'd you pick that side? Why didn't you work here? You know, so he's kind of well – taught by the time he gets to a Friday night of 
that's the side I want to work. You know, I mean, right. Well, and since you have a system, and if it's easy enough, if they're having those conversations with you, you're you're it, it, you're like ahead of the game. You know, you know, like if mm-hmm. I do that with the linemen, if they can come back to me and explain to me why they went to block this or why they do this, and they can tell me from my rules that I have set forth, I can't be mad. I have to be like, okay, right. you understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same thing with us too. I mean. Yeah, as long as they give you a good answer on why, it's like, okay, well, yeah. I mean, because there's a lot of times you'll call a play, right? Like, I'll call a play, and I'm like, gosh, he's got that post. And you can just tell, like, pre-snap, he's got the post, he's got the post. And they'll throw, like, the out. And so I'm like, why why didn't you throw the post? He's like, because I saw this. and Okay, yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, it's you, you get that for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, I was an OC at the age of 25, too, and had to coach quarterbacks. Number one, I got bored of coaching quarterbacks. I was like, I like to hit people, and this is getting a little boring. But it was the same thing of, why did you throw this? What did you see? And if they can tell me, great. Now, the answer I hated was, I don't know. And that's when I'd be furious. And the old line coach would come at me yelling at a quarterback and then have to walk away, you know. But, no, I get it. I don't know. And it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's the tough one for sure. I mean, I'm with you on that. and I think I was – 24 when I started calling plays here too. So, yep, I'm right there with you, man. But at least you had a system, you know. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna. We don't have enough time to talk about my life. I was just in a situation where the coach said have a hodgepodge of things. Like he literally looked at me and said, "I want you to come up with 50 formations." And I had to sit there and go, "What do you mean?" So yeah. like literally, what can I do out of? We called it spread. You call it ace. We called it sp- or uh, doubles. We call it doubles. So we're like, okay, what can I do? Doubles, yep. double stack, doubles tight right, doubles whatever. Like I had to just sit there and like, yeah. And uh, Babers was at EIU at the time, so I'm coach at the high school in the same town. That's why it was the flavor. He was like, "We got to snap the ball every ten to twelve seconds, Steve." And I had to look at him and go, "If that's what you want to do, fine, but I can't have fifty formations and do that. I can't have seven run plays and do that. I can't have twenty passing concepts." Like it was literally. Never mind. That's that's a whole other issue. But that's why I appreciate people that have a system, whether it's wing T air raid, because you know the system. It's not too complicated. It's not a lot, you know. And you can go fast if you want, because you just show me those signals. That's really quick. Like yeah, that's really quick and simple. Yeah, and that would be like the whole. That'd be like the whole play. Yeah. So I mean, he would say a word to the offensive line, let him know it's pass, and that's that's the whole thing. He's got signals, different signals to the receivers as far as like what I would give to him, you know, like a six, everybody knows that is a six. That's it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we could go fast with that. Um, and again, it gets to kind of like the, if you get to where you're talking about going quick, like the Kitley again, that Western Kentucky Kingsbury style, they actually have tempos and they, okay. you'll actually see them go in tempo and go fast they have a whole nother word for their tempos and things like that. But when they go fast and they're in tempo, it's the basics, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're in ace running 95 in tempo. But as far as like where you're talking about getting in one of those 50 formations, that's hard to do in tempo. You can't do it. Oh. So if you have a tempo package, it's got to be pretty simple, oh. right? I think. That was my work. It's got to be a core play. It's got to be a core formation. In some core plays, in my mind. Oh, yeah. It was – dude, I'm telling you, it was like a workout. 
because he was yeah. he would freak out at me if it wasn't snapped 12 to 15 seconds go faster and i'm like you signal it in we were buttoned. I was like why don't you signal it in then because i'm sitting here going like what if you want a motion doubles motion and then you have to signal you, it you, you can't yeah. yeah you 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 can't really motion in tempo it's hard i mean unless you have a one word call like yeah you have a, a word like leech had a play and i'll say it i'm not going to scrap the play but he had a call at mississippi state called cardinal Right, they just yelled out Cardinal, and it was a one-word call, and it was a, a specific formation, a specific motion. Everything about it was really unique. I think you could do that. I think you could yell out Cardinal in tempo and run Cardinal, but and get that motion built in. But as far as like you're talking about going fast, and then okay, hey, wait, we're gonna do H move, you know, like oh, and then just yeah. to make sure the signals made sense, like hey. Mm -hmm. doubles right then motion and then you gotta yeah. run inside zone right but if you want an rpo so it was like doubles inside zone or motion inside zone slants like it was just like and then you have to do it multiple times then if a kid missed it you're like yeah you know yeah or you get a lot of times you have a receiver like hey what's going on you know they, yeah or they couldn't I mean, see it they were like what was it and the quarterback's trying to tell them and yeah. and it's hard you gotta i think you gotta practice tempo i mean we've been doing a little bit of that this week, you know, for the first time, we because we've never been a real fast tempo team, we might sprinkle in a tempo or two this year. And you know, starting Monday, first day of the year, we practice tempo for a ten minute period. You know, of right, we're gonna go fast, we're gonna mm -hmm. call basic stuff. Here's how we're gonna do it. You know, and then, but they struggled, right? They're snapping the ball where kids are set, where you know, not getting calls, snapping the ball over our heads. I mean, it's like okay, this is this is new. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think you just you have to practice it if you're going to do it. Well, Coach, I took I think I have my time limit, so I appreciate you coming on today and talking to me. Like I said, nice and easy, but I yeah. appreciate you. That was fun. Yeah, I know. That's what I was saying, man. You've been doing this for a long time, so it's cool to kind of finally get on here. Uh, but, yeah, I've been, I've been enjoying kind of keeping up with what you're doing and keep at it because it's awesome. I appreciate it because I'm a nobody in Illinois. That's why I told you I'm a nobody coach in the suburbs, you know. So I appreciate that. Yeah, man, that's me just in the mountains of North Carolina. So <laughs> that's the dream. I will say that I, that's the dream right there. You know, <laughs> if my family could move to Tennessee or North Carolina, they would have a long time ago. <laughs> that's a nice area, man. It's fun up here. Uh, like I said, we got good weather and doesn't ever get too hot. So, but no, I App appreciate State. you go to App State. If anybody to listen heads to App State, you can holler at me because I'm, you know, right down the road from that, probably 20 minutes from App State. So I would love to. I got the last thing I'll say before I stop recording. I have to visit so many people now from doing this podcast. Like, why don't you come here? Come here. Come here. And I'm like, let me buy a brand new car and make a trip around because yeah. I got to meet so many people. Yeah. I bet. I bet for sure. But I appreciate This is it. worth it. This is like one of the best, you know, most scenic areas in the country. You got to come here. I mean, <laughs> I've been in North Carolina once. I was a kid. I think we went to Cherokee, North Carolina. I think that's where. We okay. Were. Yeah. I was a kid. I was no. I was thirteen. I think. That's about it. That's a casinos area down there. Oh yeah, that's what I heard when I got older. They were like, "Why don't you go to casinos?" And I was like, "Well, you realize I was thirteen. I didn't know that." <laughs> Cherokee High School is one of the smallest schools in the state, and it is one of the nicest out there. It is crazy how much money. That, that that area has those casinos. Well, that's why Illinois is betting legal now. Those casino money, whoo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
and airport money up here, but that's a whole nother issue. But yeah, I appreciate you, coach. Yeah, man. No problem. It's fun.